a very anxious time for many people when we look around and we see what's going on. But, you know, in all of it, God is still there and he is still able and he will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And so I want to pray for you at the end. Victor, I know you've got a special word for us tonight. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I just want to welcome everybody that's uh, live streaming. I just see so many of you guys uh, checking in, and I'm so thankful that you are. We really miss you guys here. I'm sure that we've already said that, but we just can't stress it enough. We really miss having every single one of you guys here with us, uh, just congregating as a, a church body. And uh, man, we just cannot wait until this quarantine thing is a thing of the past and we can come together as a church and we can do what we do best. And that's worship Jesus, uh, fellowship and love on one another and figure out ways to serve this community. But just know that you are really missed, but we are so glad that we are able to uh, get in here online and utilize the tools that we have to still still get with you guys. And uh, I, I just want to jump in really quickly. Uh, it, it's not a it, you know it's not a sick joke that it's April Fool's Day and they've got the youth pastor up here speaking to you guys. And everybody is now laughing. I don't know if I should be honored at this moment when I figured it out that it's April Fool's Day and they've got me up here. But I'm telling you right now, it's not a joke. I'm going to be up here the remaining of the service. And, uh, but we're so glad that you've joined us. Guys, I want to tell you really quickly before we jump in to, uh, to the service, I want to tell you what we have for your students and for your children. Uh, and just some info, guys, it is so important for parents, grandparents to really go ahead and download that ParentQ app. If you haven't already, I encourage you, please, download the ParentQ app. That ParentQ app is going to be a valuable tool for you uh, in these moments where we can't come together. Because unlike, unlike what we're doing right now on live stream, our kids can't live stream their service at the moment. I'll talk to you in just a second about how they're going to have something available to them. But what you're able to do is log on the ParentQ app on your cell phone, hand that over to your kiddo, and they can watch a video that's specifically for them, and it's what they really would have learned uh, on that Sunday or that Wednesday. Huge, valuable tool. Uh, and, and not only is it giving you curriculum information that we're using, it's literally giving you tips and topics and ways to, uh, to help you parent and ideas. I can't stress how valuable it is. If you've downloaded the app, uh, why don't you guys go ahead and put some hearts on there. Let me get a couple hearts if you are listening in right now and you've actually got the app. Show me some likes. Show me some love. There we go. I'm seeing some folks, right? That right there, that's a testimony of how this app works. Just keep giving it some love. Show some love for the ParentQ app. Thank you. Um, for your students, for the uh, youth group, we do Level Up Online. I want to say hey to all of the students because we're simulcasting right now, um, and we do a special thing for them every Wednesday night uh, that's just geared for them. So encourage your student to get on Facebook Live or Instagram Live. They can't do Instagram Live tonight, but to just go ahead and do that so that they can keep getting fed on a weekly basis. I'm really excited to tell you guys what we have planned next. I'm in the process of figuring this out because there's really two age groups that I'm not being able to reach right now during this whole virus outbreak, and that's our Ignite K through fourth grade. 
and our zero gravity fifth through eighth grade. And it's really bugging me. So I've already talked to Pastor Chris Oser, and we're going to be looking at how we can do some videos that we're going to uh, make available on Sundays that you can actually show your kids. And we're going to do some interaction, and we're going to let them have a different lesson that's going to be the same lesson that they'll get on the parent queue. We're trying to keep everything tied together. I know I'm throwing a lot of information at you. Hang with me. I just got to get this out there because, guys, we have no other way right now to reach out other than digitally and through the web. So take and utilize these tools to your benefit during this time so that we can continue to reach into the lives and the hearts of your students and your children. But we are looking at additional videos for the Ignite in the Zero Gravity class so that they can have something while you're live streaming on Sunday, they can actually have something in their hands too so that the entire family is still continuing to grow closer to Jesus Christ together. We don't want to leave any age group here behind. Um, for the students watching, before I dive in just a little bit here to the message, I just want to tell you guys, I told you we were going to do a video uh, challenge. Obviously, we can't do that tonight because we're doing something different. So next week, that gives you another week to put together a funny minute to two-minute video, and that way you can maybe win some gift cards or something like that, and we're going to have a lot of fun with that. All right, so I'm feeling like, I'm just going to jump in, I'm feeling like we're learning a whole lot during the quarantine. We're learning a lot. Some of you guys at home, some of you parents at home, you are learning right now in the last three, four weeks that you guys missed your calling to be school teachers. A lot of you guys are, you've just, you've realized, you're like, man, I'm hitting this thing out of the park. My kids are home and online courses are going on and I am knocking this thing out of the park. You feel like a hero. You've realized that you missed your calling. If you feel like you've missed your calling, give me some hearts over here. Let me know you're listening. If you feel like you have missed your calling as a teacher, you are now, you are, you are in it. You are killing it right now with your kids at home with school. I'm not seeing any hearts. Thank God, because most of you then are like me and my wife, and you have realized there's one thing that's very clear. You did not miss your calling to be, a, uh, to be a teacher. My wife and I have figured out that we are only fit to teach one thing. That's the Bible. God has made it very clear that we are not allowed to teach anything academically, only the Bible. Shouldn't happen in the Kennison home. Should not. Um, so we're amongst good company. I love that. Um, uh, another thing that I'm learning, and I'm sure that you guys are learning, I'm learning the resilient, how resilient my children are at annoying each other. If you have multiple kids or, or if you just have one, they're, they're resilient at getting at you, aren't they? Yeah, show me some love if your kids are just pushing that last nerve at this point. It's okay. We won't show them. We're here to support one another, your grandkids, your children. We're, I'm finding out that they're resilient. My youngest, my five-year-old, Asher, I'm figuring out that he is resilient to figure out how to eat all the fruit by the foot, which is a very long, gummy snack. And I still can't figure out when and how he's eating as much as he is. But there's packages just stuffed in the crevices of the couch. And I don't know how he's doing it, and I don't know when he's doing it, but I will find out at some point. I'm also finding out that uh, I have found out that even if you're allowed to sleep in, you're not allowed to sleep in. Your children will not let you. Dads across the nation are finding this out. Moms, you already knew it. You already knew this. But there are fathers figuring this out right now. I have learned and I am continuing to learn that apparently I share a home with, the, with a, a strange woman. 
Apparently, we're married. We've been married for 16 years, and there are things about her that I am learning that I didn't know, like her favorite color's pink. We just had a random conversation on the couch. That stuff wasn't happening before. Men, if you're with me, just give me a thumbs up. Give me something that I'm not the only one that has learned something new about their wife in the quarantine. Don't make me feel like a bad husband. Please don't. I relearned my middle, ch- my uh, my youngest kid's middle name. I'm kidding. Um, no, I you know I'm learning. We're all learning. We're in a process right now of learning just different things. How to keep each other busy. How to keep our kids busy and entertained. How to do things around the house, gentlemen. I'm just gonna tell you. You thought you were good. We all did, men. We all thought we were really good and slick. Been telling our wives that we'll get around to it someday. Well, hello. Some days here, and Home Depot's the proof of it. Went before they were only letting six people in at a time, basically. But I went there, and there were a lot of men where someday found them, and they were buying bushes and mulch and all kinds of painting supplies, and they were about to get that to-do list done that they've been pushing off. Yeah, it happened. But we're learning a lot. There's a ton of things going on as things change around us, and we're constantly learning. And I know there's one thing that's for sure is that every single one of us are learning to trust God differently. We're learning to trust God more than we have ever trusted God. I think a lot of us are in that boat within the learnings of how to navigate the family and keep the sanity in the family and keep things going. We're really learning how to trust God in this moment of uncertainty like never before. I know that my faith is tested. I know that that. You know, I'm leaning into the Lord more than I ever have. And I would imagine that you are too. Your prayers are different. Your, your devotion time should be different. You, you're crying out differently. We're all learning a, 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 a gambit of things, but we're learning how to lean in and trust Jesus more than we ever have. And, and I want to, the Lord specifically spoke to me about calming waves here before we really jump in calming waves, the waves of emotion that are in our life, because I believe that right now we, we, we feel overwhelmed by the emotions that are within us as things constantly shift, as things constantly change. I got a phone call just the other day that could have rendered my entire life shaken and got me really uneasy because it, ch- it could change, just, could just change things of how I, how I live and, and just different things. And we've all been faced with that, jobs being, you know, taken away, hours being taken away, uh, stability's changing, things are, are happening at a, at a rapid rate, and there's a lot of unease, and there's a lot of waves of emotion that are going on right now. And, uh, you know, I, I want to speak to this, and I repeatedly asked the Lord for a new word. I did. I really was asking God for a, for a new, fresh word for tonight. I was praying. I said, Lord, they need a word. We need a word right from you right now. And, and I just kept getting flooded with words that God had spoken to me over the last year. And one of the things that I do to occupy my five-year-old, otherwise he tears the house apart or wakes everybody up, is we go on bike rides. So I put him on the back seat of the bike, and we were riding. And it, it was on a bike ride the other day that the Lord spoke to me. And so I, I was getting frustrated. I said, Lord, I got to speak on Wednesday night, and I, and, and I feel like all I have is... I have something that I've given before. I, maybe I've, I've peppered it, you know, in a message here or there to, to the entire church a time or two. Lord, why can't I get something fresh? And this is what the Lord spoke to me. He said, the season is not over 
is not yet over. The season is not yet over for which the word was spoken. And I got it. I really got it. If you can receive this with faith, I'm going to get real churchy for a minute. I want you to type, it's just a season in the comment right now. If you want to receive that right now, I want to tell you that it's just a season. This is just a season. See, the Lord was easing my frustration that he wasn't releasing a new word for right now by telling me that the season was not yet through for what I gave you. But what stuck out was the fact that he said, it's just a season. I know what we're going through seems Maybe hopeless, what we, you know, it, it, you don't know what is going to happen. Where's money going to come from? What stability? You know, there's a lot of things in question. What's next? But the Lord has said, this is a season. And that's all that stuck out to me. This is just a season. And, and, and immediately, immediately, I began to, the Lord gave me this picture. I couldn't find it in a video. I tried. I couldn't find it. But it was this, this clip of, of a movie where, you know, you, you see people out on the ocean, and they're in, like, deep water. Or maybe it's a pirate movie, or maybe it's whatever. Um, and you, you see all the waves and everything, and it's getting crazy. It's like hurricane-force winds, and everybody, it's all hands on deck, grabbing some rope, keeping something going, keeping the sails going, and, and they're screaming in the wind. Their hair's usually long, and it's in their face, and it's just crazy crazy, kind of chaotic going on, and everybody's trying to communicate, and there's all this yelling going around, but nobody can really hear one another, and the Lord said, that's the emotions of my people right now. That's the emotions of so many of my people right now, trying to gather their loved ones, trying to gather their household. Everybody's trying to shout out these, these commands to try to bring peace and stability, and there's these waves, and it feels overwhelming. And he said, that's, my, that's the heart of my, some of my people. That's the emotional state right now. That's what we're facing. That is what's gripping my sheep. And he said, I don't like it. That's not what I want my people to walk in. He said, I, I, you know, I just got this picture of it. He's with us, and he spoke something to me. Can you go to Matthew 8, 26? I, I, the Lord wants to calm the waves of your emotions with his word tonight before we go forward. See, it says that, but he said to them, Jesus was in, a, was in the boat. He was sleeping. They were traveling, and a a a tempest, a storm, a big storm came out of nowhere and started rocking the boat. And waves were overtaking it. They were about to perish. They were, they were freaking out, frantic and chaotic. They didn't know what to do. At a last resort, they went to Jesus and they said, don't you care, save us, master, because we're about to perish. And here's Jesus' response, why are you so afraid? If I was there, I would have said the waves Jesus, that's why we're afraid. I would have been that person. But he says, why are you so fearful, O you of little faith? Step your faith up in this day and in this time. He said, and when he got up, he rebuked the winds and the, and the sea, and there was a great calm. I want you to take a moment because I'm going to give you something that I feel the Lord has spoken to me that's going to give you a calm because it's not my word, it's his. The Lord wants to calm you where you're at, in your family, and give you some stability because tonight it's all about don't be shaken, it's just the season. Don't be blown here and there. You stand firm, you stand strong. It doesn't matter what's on the news. Let me tell you something. Here is what the Lord said to me. He said, am I not the Lord? Am I not the Lord? And have I not seen you through this far? He said, I am. 
I know it seems crazy out here. I know that it's uncertain. I know that things are shifting and things are changing and things that seem to be staple parts of our nation and in our daily routines have just withered away. But the Lord is saying, am I not the Lord? Have I not seen you through this far? He says, I am. And it spoke to my spirit. It spoke to my spirit immediately because it, it, he said, I am, I do, and I will. The, the word of the Lord came to me and he says, I am. I am the great I am. I am your, your provision. I am your stability. I am what you need in this time. I am the one that will protect, who will guide, who will keep you secure. I am your provision, your protection, your refuge. You name it, he is all sufficient. He says, I am. And he said, I do. I do see you is what came to my heart. I do see you. If you feel like you're not seen and you're overlooked and you don't, you feel alone, he says, I am and I do. I see right where you're at. I see what your family's going through. I see what's around the turn and it's not catching me off guard. It reminds me of when the Israelites were in uh, Egypt and the Lord said, I well, I, I saw the affliction. I walked amongst my people. I saw them. He walks with us. We're not alone. And he said, I will. I will carry you is what came to heart. He said, I will carry you through. I am the Lord. Am I not the Lord? Have I not seen you through this far? He says, I am. I am. I do and I will. Let's let that hit and calm the waves right now. Let me pray. Father, we just ask right now that that word be received before we go any further, Lord, that you are the great I am. You are the one that sees us through. You are our hope. You are our victory. You are our refuge, Lord. And there are so many, Lord, that need this word, Lord, whether they're in the medical field, first responders, Lord, or small business owners, business owners, families alike. Lord, every single person right now that calls upon the name of the Lord needs, Lord, needs this word that you are still on the throne, you're still the great I am. You have seen us through. There are plenty of seas, Lord, that you have parted in our lives and you will do the same and you will carry us through on dry ground. And I love you, Lord, and I thank you. And Lord, I'm asking that you would have the, the service here and help me communicate, Lord, this next portion. In Jesus' name, amen. See, really the thing is, is that we need a trustworthy foundation. And I want to tell you, you can have a trustworthy foundation if you don't already have one. I picked a bottle of Coke up today. I was actually looking for one that had a name on it, but I guess they don't customize them anymore. I thought it would help my, help my, uh, my example. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name my bottle Bob. <laughs> my Coke bottle's name is Bob. I'm the youth pastor. We're going to have fun. Uh, th this, this is Bob. And I want to tell you right now what's going on here. My hand is going to demonstrate that this is, this is just life, right? This is what happens. My hand is life. It's life happening to you and everything else. And here's this Coke bottle here. And inside of it, it's your heart. It's your emotions. It's your feelings. It's your faith. It's your composure. It, it, it's your anxiety levels. It's your ability to push forward. And then life right now especially, but just in general, has a tendency to just come around and, and just 
Every time I turn on the news, every time I see something where there's, they've extended the quarantine, they've, they've shut down the, the, the trail, I don't know why they would do that, and I got upset, and I find, a, I find another thing shoved in the couch that he wasn't supposed to eat, or, or let's get real, the, you just got laid off. There's all sorts of, you don't have, we don't have the finances in the bank to, to go and stockpile toilet paper like the rest of everybody or food for that matter. And life just really shakes you up. It has a tendency. I feel like all life wants to do is shake up my bottle of Coke. It just wants to make me feel this, this, this bottle is so hard right now because of the pressure that it's, if, that it's under. Now, if I was to put this microphone down and I was to just open this abruptly, well, we all know it would happen. But Pastor Brian would get mad at me because we would have to have people come out here and clean the carpet. The thing is that life has a tendency to shake us up, and the next thing you know, our emotions are pressured. Everything is compacted. And I don't know about you, but when I get in the condition that this bottle's in right now in my own life, I have a tendency to feel stuck. I have a real tendency to feel like I'm stuck. I got to do something. I got to make something happen. I got to take care of things. And I don't know about you, but when I get stuck, I kind of get stupid. I start getting out on my own. I start trying to make things happen in my own way. I stop trusting in God when I feel stuck, and I start trying to trust in me. I begin to try to take myself off that firm foundation. But if you were to put this bottle on a firm foundation, I don't know, can you see that? Yes, you can. If you were to put this bottle, if I was to plant my life, Bob's life, see, Bob has been hit with everything. He is just seething right now with, with anxiety because he's out here on his own and life is having its way. But if Bob put his life in the protective hands of a firm foundation, Jesus Christ. Well, life can only grab the foundation and try to shake it. And if that is a rooted pillar that this bottle is standing on, I don't care how hard I try to shake, it ain't going to get this compacted with pressure and anxiety. And the thing here that I'm trying to make make, make sense and the overwhelming question tonight is, can you trust the foundation that you're standing on? Can you trust that foundation that you're standing on right now? Because there is only one firm foundation. There is only one foundation that you can build your life on that will never be shaken. We can try to build our life on everything that we think that we can. But if it's not on Jesus Christ, it is not a firm foundation. Can you go to Matthew 7.24? And we're going to start reading here really quickly. I want to to read with you. I think I can almost see. This is, therefore, whoever hears. This is Jesus teaching. He's talking about building. He's talking about building a house more specifically. He's saying there's two ways that you can build a house. He's really talking about how you can build your life. It's not really about a house. It's common sense of how you would build a house, but he's really applying it to how we should take the common sense that we use to build a house and apply it to how we build our life. And he's saying, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, what sayings? He spends three chapters, two, two, two chapters teaching. 
in preaching about how we should trust him and put our faith in him and how we should live our life. He says, if you take these sayings of mine and you do them, and he says, I will tell you what that individual's like. He's like a wise man who built his house on the rock. He says, then in the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. I'm gonna tell you, I know that we all can we can all identify with the winds and the waves beating on our life and everything changing and everything shifting and it comes down to the foundation of the house is why it stood. And then he says, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, he says, I'm gonna tell you what he's like. He's like a foolish man. He's like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. He said, and the rain came and the flood, the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and he beat on that house and it beat on that house and it fell and, it, and great was its fall. Sorry, I can't read that far. See, there's a certain peace. There's a certain peace that you have. And I know that I've experienced it. We're just going to talk common sense. Just There's a certain peace that we have. It's a sense of safety that enters into our heart, into our mind. We're eased when we weather a storm in a structurally sound environment. I don't know about you, but the more structurally sound the building is, the safer I feel in hurricane force winds. It's amazing that if I physically were to retreat into a refuge during a violent storm, I'm immediately going to look at my kids and be like, and my wife and be like, we made it. We're good. I can take a deep breath. I got every one of you guys in here. It was like an action movie. I drug you out of the house and into the car and we just went through everything to get here. And now I can take a deep breath because we're safe in this environment. Why? Because there's this peace that we have. There's this sense of safety when you weather a storm within a well-built structure. And I got to tell you, to be honest with you, it's, it's amazing because you may not even notice the intensity of the driving rain and wind if that structure can suppress the sound well enough. I don't know if in your house, you know, when it starts to rain, if you guys sit there and hunker down, maybe you do. Sometimes we do. We have a very small house. Uh, and if it, does, if it does blow, I get afraid that my motorcycle is going to fall, but then also that the house might go with it. But a lot of times, I don't even notice the wind. I don't even notice the rain because my job, uh, my, my house does a good enough job insulating the sounds of what's going on around everything. It's amazing. And I'm here, I just want to tell you this truth is Jesus is the foundation that cannot be shaken. If you're standing on anything else, then you can be shaken. But I'm telling you tonight, if you are going to stand on the one that spoke that word, that he has not left you yet and he doesn't intend to, he's actually going to see you through. He is an unshakable foundation. And he, and he doesn't just suppress the sound of the storm. I'm telling you by the scripture that we read before, he literally silences the wind and the waves. He stops them completely. He doesn't suppress anything. They bow to him. I want to tell you, I want to tell you guys, um, I want to tell you guys, anybody, anyone that trusts, anyone that will call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Anyone that will put their trust in him will never be moved or shaken. 
They will never be moved. They will never be shaken. And I know a lot of times we look at it and go, well, I can feel pretty moved and I can feel pretty shaken and my faith is in Jesus. We got to think eternity as well. You have to factor in the eternal reward as well. That life is a vapor and things are out of our, are out of our control, but he works out all things. And I trust him fully and completely. See, anyone that trusts in him will never be moved or shaken. They will walk in the midst of the storm with secure, sure footing. Can you go to Matthew 14, 22 through 33? I want to read this, and I'm going to turn around for a moment. Jesus has sent his disciples over uh, to go over the, uh, the sea, over the, the, the way, over the water, and uh, he goes to pray. And uh, about in the morning time, he goes ahead and he starts walking out on the water. They had come into an yet another storm, and uh, he's walking out on the water to them. And uh, it says, immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into a boat and go before him to the other side. And while he sent the multitudes away, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the waves were contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it's a ghost. And they immediately cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter answered him and said, and this is what we're going to talk about, Lord, if it is you, command me, come out to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was big and scary and in his face, he was afraid. And then beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And, of course, Jesus reached down, pulled him up. I want to make note that Peter walked on water while he was focused on Jesus. Peter got out of a boat, and he walked on probably the most unfoundational surface you could ever try to build on. Any of you ever tried to walk on water? Don't lie, you know you have. We all have. We've all gotten up to a pool and acted like we had enough faith like Peter. We were going to take at least one or two steps. You know you did. I did as a kid. You did too. People are raising their hands in here. I will not call them out to embarrass them. But it has all happened a time or two. You didn't tell anybody, but you just did it, right? Peter walked on water, which the last time I checked, water is pretty useless as a foundation to build upon or even walk upon at all. It's pretty fluid. Um, it, it, it's going to sink. But he, with his eyes on Jesus, he got out and he began to walk on something impossible to walk on. And I want to tell you, I have come to understand this in my life. And I'm hope, I hope that you have or I hope that you do. I want you to come to understand this if you haven't, but I have come to understand that as long as I trust in Jesus and I keep my eyes on him, it doesn't matter what circumstances surround me. 
See, I'm going to press forward. I don't care what, what, what's in front of me. I'm going to press forward as long as I'm focused on Jesus. I don't care what the circumstances are that surround me. And listen to this. Even water has to become a secure footing for me. I want you to know that if you keep your eyes on Jesus, it doesn't matter what circumstances are surrounding you and your family. You're going to press forward. And even the uncertainty of shifting water has got to become a secure footing for you. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. Peter proverbially walked through terrible circumstances, impossible circumstances, impossible odds. Hear me. His eyes were on Jesus Christ, firm foundation. And it wasn't that his circumstance was firm. He was walking on water. His focus was what secured him. His trust and his faith, it was, his, it was locking in to his Savior. And as he pressed forward in the most impossible circumstances, supernaturally, he pressed forward. Supernaturally, he had secure footing to get going. It wasn't until he took his eyes off. Remember, it's that whole, when I get stuck, I get stupid. Peter at some point felt stuck out in the middle of this circumstance. And now what is he going to do? And he sank. We all do that when life has rattled us. I'm telling you, don't ever get off the foundation. Don't ever get off of that. The Lord is, tr is trust. Is he, the Lord is a trustworthy God. He has never abandoned us. He has never abandoned me. You know he's never abandoned you. As a matter of fact, it's always us that abandon him. But he's so gracious. He's so forgiving and loving that even as I look at the moments that I've walked away, how he's cleaned up my messes and through the love of grace, because if it's just because he loves me so much, he takes the mess that I've created and he puts me on firm foundation. He's a pre he, he is present and he's able in this moment to sustain you, to sustain me, to sustain his bride. Do we, don't forget the relationship we have with Christ. We're the bride. What would you not do? What would you not do for your concerned bride? I'd stop at nothing. And so will he. I want to tell you really quickly, I don't have any idea if there's a way to play anything. It's probably not live stream. I don't know if that can happen. And it's okay if it doesn't. But I want to tell you how, do you how you build on a firm foundation just before I ask my dad to come up here. I just want to thank you guys again for being with us and joining us. I really hope you're being uh, encouraged tonight. But I want to tell you how you build on this firm foundation. There's, there's a story in the book, uh, in, in the Bible. <clears throat> there's a story in the Bible, in the book of Luke. It's about two sisters. And I'm just going to paraphrase it real quickly. Two sisters that Jesus uh, that have Jesus over their house, and uh, you have uh, their their names are Mary and Martha. This is again how how I see you build on firm foundation. It's Mary and Martha, and see in the story, Jesus is teaching the men, but Mary has decided to sit at the feet of Jesus, and Martha is very task oriented, like some of us, and she is 
serving everybody, which needs to happen, uh, and making sure things happen in the house for the guests. It's the hospitable thing to do, and it's the responsible thing to do. But now Mary is at the feet of Jesus, and she's not helping, and now Martha is very upset. And I can level with Martha because sometimes I get set when I don't see people pulling their weight. <laughs> don't we all? So I get it. But it's interesting. See, Martha chose to focus in the story on the surroundings and deal with the immediate tasks at hand. And she even complains to Jesus and says, hey, aren't you going to say anything to my sister? Tell her to come help me. What's your problem right now? I'm stressing out. And again, I'm going to tell you, she chooses to go with the things on hand. It's very sensible. It's a very sensible thing to do. And I want you to hear this part because we can't just go willy-nilly here with this and I'll be like, you know, just listen. Listen, because there are things in life that we need to address and tend to. I'm not giving you a hippie message right now. I'm just telling you something. Okay? It's sensible to understand and responsible to understand that there are things in life we need to address and we need to tend to. And there are things that we must deal with, listen, especially in these times. There are things that you got to do. There are things you have to gather. There are things that you have to make sure and secure. But it's interesting. The Bible tells us that Mary chose to sit at the feet of Jesus, and Jesus praised her for it and said, no, Mary's chosen correctly. Mary, you're too worried about serving. Mary's chosen correctly, and it's not going to be taken away from her. Let her learn. Let her sit and enjoy and have her time. Mary chose to sit at the feet of Jesus. She chose to sit with Jesus. She chose, guys, essentially, she chose to strengthen her foundation. She chose to strengthen her foundation. And I want to tell you, you want to build a firm foundation. God wants you to be on firmly planted in him. And how do you do it? You got to learn how to be Mary before you're Martha. You got to learn to be with Jesus and strengthen your foundation before you get to the tasks at hand. We build our foundation and strengthen our foundation at the feet of Jesus. It's not at batting down the hatches, guys. It's at being with Jesus and then batting down the hatch. <laughs> the priority. Because is batting down the hatch your God or is Jesus your God? Who's your provision? Was it making sure, like, oh, I won't go there. Okay. It's in our prayer closet. It's during our worship time. We're strengthening our foundation. It's while we study and we have devotion. And I want to tell you why this is so important. I want to invite my dad back up real quick. You can come on up because I, he's going to end this out and pray for us. Because this is what the Lord spoke to me concerning this whole thing, concerning those that seek him because Mary sought after Jesus and strengthened her foundation and herself. And this is what the Lord spoke to me. There is, a, there is a gift here. There is a blessing here for those that seek him. He clearly said to me that I'm searching for those that will be found seeking me. I'm searching for them. I'm looking. I'm scanning the earth. And I'm looking for those that will be found. And I'm praying that we will be found seeking him in these times. Because he said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon them. I'm going to pour out my spirit. I'm going to strengthen them. And I'm going to embolden them in these troublesome days. We can choose to be in the throes of life, shaken around, hoping that somebody doesn't knock the cap off of our bottle 
right? Or we can choose to be founded on Christ. Remember, he says, I am I not the Lord? Have I not seen you through this far? He said, I am. I see you. And I'm going to carry you through. Man, what a powerful word. And so thankful for Victor coming up and just knocking it out of the park tonight. You know, tonight, just remember this. It's just a season. And in that season, God is still the great I am. Don't be shaken. He's not going to let you down. He's never let you down before. You know, maybe tonight you question that foundation that Victor talked about. Maybe you question your relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never started a relationship with him. I just feel compelled tonight to pray with you. You know, there's something called the sinner's prayer. The Bible says this, that if we confess our sins, that he is faithful to forgive us of our sins. In just a couple weeks, we're going to celebrate Easter, and the whole point of Easter is that God did what we couldn't do. And when we were separated from him by our sin, he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross to pay the price for our sin. Maybe you've never uh, asked him for forgiveness for your sins. Maybe you have never received him as Lord of your life. Maybe you question that foundation and you have not had that foundation to stand on. Tonight I want to pray with you, and if you'll pray this prayer and mean it tonight and invite him into your heart, I believe that you will be standing on that firm foundation. Maybe you're questioning your relationship with him. Maybe you said that prayer sometime in the past, but you are questioning whether or not it's real. I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer with me because I know that he's able to change hearts and lives. And so, Father, I come before you, Lord, admitting that I am a sinner in need of salvation. And, Lord, I ask tonight that you would forgive me of my sins, that you would wash me clean. And, Lord, I'm so thankful for what Jesus did on the cross and I receive his sacrifice for me, and I receive him as Lord of my life, and I ask you, Lord Jesus, that you would come into my life and into my heart forever. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, the Bible says this, if you prayed that prayer tonight for the first time, or maybe you prayed it tonight and you meant it tonight like you've never meant it before, I believe that he responded to that prayer. The Bible says that he is faithful to forgive us of our sin, no matter what those sins were, and to cleanse us from unrighteousness and to set us on a new path. And so if you prayed that prayer for the first time tonight, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to us, post it on Facebook uh, as a comment or private message us because we want to pray for you. I want to leave you with this tonight before I pray. It's just two simple verses out of Psalm 46. I want to encourage you during your devotional time this week to go to Psalm 46. It is a great psalm, but I just want to read uh, the first verse and one of the last verses in this psalm simply says this, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. He is an ever-present help in the time of trouble. And so when we see all of this craziness around us, we know that he is present. He is there with us. And he is our refuge. He is our strength. We can rely on him and look to him. And at the very end of that chapter, it says this in verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. 
You know, that's the key to me when we talk about the foundation and what Victor just spoke about. That's the key to me, pressing in, getting into his presence, and being still before him. Because when we get to that place, he gives us that peace that surpasses all understanding. He takes away the anxiety. He takes away the fear because of who he is. I've had a number of people who have asked for uh, prayer, uh, some people asking for wisdom, some people asking for strength. I know that uh, we've heard uh, of medical professionals who are in our own church and medical professionals that we know uh, who have been now reassigned into uh, direct uh, contact in some of, uh, some of the critical care units uh, down in New Orleans and in Slidell, and I'm sure this is happening in various places across the country. And I just want to pray for them. I want to pray for a prayer of protection, and I just want to trust that God is going to see us through. So, Father, as we come before you tonight and we close this service out, Lord, I just thank you that you met us here tonight, Lord, and for who you are. Lord, I thank you that in the midst of the storm that we can always rely on you because you are that foundation and you are that stable rock that we can stand on, Lord, and rely on. Father, I know that some uh, are fearful, Lord, some are anxious, Lord, some are wondering what tomorrow was going to bring, and they're asking for wisdom and strength. And I ask, Lord, that you would supernaturally give that. Lord, that you would supernaturally give us that peace that surpasses all understanding and that you would calm our fears and help us to look to you and to rely on you. Lord, I'm specifically praying for first responders, Lord, who are on the front lines, Lord, and for our doctors and our nurses, our medical professionals, Lord, who are in direct contact with this pandemic. Lord, some of them having just been reassigned right to the front lines, Lord, I'm trusting that you are bigger than this pandemic. Lord, I'm trusting that you are able to keep and to protect us as we trust in you and them as they trust in you. And so, Lord, I'm asking for a supernatural covering, a hedge of protection to be placed about them. Lord, about them, about our loved ones tonight, Lord. Those that, those that we're praying for and care for, Lord, and I'm just asking for that in the name of Jesus. And then, Lord, I'm asking worldwide, Lord, for an end to this pandemic. Lord, I'm asking that it would come to an end, that a cure would be found. Lord, I'm asking that you would just supernaturally stop it to your honor and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. I know we went just a few minutes over, but what a great message. We love you guys, and we look forward to when we're going to be able to meet with you guys in a service and see you again. We love you guys. Bye.